listening to the number one real estate podcast. We talk with agents all across the world about their wins, losses, lessons, and stories. And we help you win in your local market today. My name is Cody May from Sheridan Street. I'm joined with my co-founder of the Real Estate Growth Academy, co-host Vikram Diol. We have a very, very, very special guest here with us today. My main man, Sam, what is happening? I know, like, we have, like, this is, I feel very good about these uh, extra, extra things. Sam, Sam, why don't you tell us where you're, where you are in the world and who the heck are you? Gentlemen, um, where am I? I am in Beverly Hills, uh, cover Beverly Hills, West LA, basically, you know, all of, uh, all of Los Angeles and anywhere else that uh, they'll let me in. And probably not a lot of places. Commercial. (laughs) hybrid agent. I do almost an equal amount of uh, residential and commercial real estate every year. As far as, I mean, it could be high-end resi, you know, three, four, $5 million homes, $7 million homes, and, you know, all the way down to the $300,000 condo, the, you know, a million dollar small retail place. And, you know, Sam, I need a copy of your 1099 and I need 27%. Or, or instantly reporting you a lot of things. We operate at a loss. Cool, man. Well, I'm super pumped to have you on. Obviously, we are friends. We've known each other for a long time. I know the kind of business you do. We are on a hard stop. You're on a hard stop. So, do you mind if I jump right into it? Let's do it. All right. So um, there's a couple of questions that I think are really pertinent right now to the market. And I think there's a, with your experience, your knowledge, your, your time, how long have you been in real estate for? Jumped into it with a license after I sold my retail gig, which was sold in 2008. So 2000, end of 08, beginning of 09. So you, you got into real estate at the best time ever. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was similar to the same time now as it was, you know, at 12, 13, 14. Oh, it 14 was, I, I got into it like right after the, the market crashed. So, right. so everybody was just flooding the market in 2008. People were just, every, like, everyone wanted just, to be a real estate. Everybody was like, <laughs> oh my God, million dollar listings. Like, let's go. So yeah. I, I think you have a lot of information that is going to be very valuable to our, our audience. And I want to tap into it right away. And so mm-hmm. right now we are in a shifting market, right? We're not allowed to use our word because we will get canceled and nobody can even define it anymore. So with that being said, in a shifting market or even in a, in a down market, what do you think the arbitrage is for real estate agents to take market share or just to succeed right now? It's what it always is, whether the market is up here, whether the market is down here or right in the middle, it's hustle work. What is hustle? Yeah, like, you define hustle. hustle. Yeah, you define <laughs> hustle. There's something clearly different that you're doing in order to create the longevity in your business, like, you know, 12, 14 years, like, like what are, what is hustle? What are the basics? Like what, what do people need to do in order to be successful? One, uh, you've got to reach out to people, reach out to your sphere, reach out to your friends, reach out to their friends, reach out to their sphere. And, uh, you know, you've got to be genuine. Uh, I set up coffee meetings. I, I probably have more coffee in my system than Starbucks has flowing through their machines, you know, on, yes. on a monthly basis. And just, you know, calling people, meet, hey, let's let's go have coffee. Let's go catch up. And um, it's it's what I call uh, intentionally organic is how I set my uh, my meetings. And I'm like, hey, let's talk about real estate. You know, tell me about your real estate needs. No, don't fucking do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
Can we curse? You're good. You're good. Um, you're good. You're good. All right. So it's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's not about that. It's about, you know, generally reaching out to people who you, you know, you'd want to talk to. And sometimes people you don't want to talk to, but the ones you do want to talk to, reach out to them, meet them for 20 minutes, go have coffee, you know, and shoot the shit about, you know, like everyday normal stuff. They're going to, you know, real estate's going to come up. It's mm-hmm. going to come up. Hey, have you been? Been great. How's the family? Everyone's great. Oh, you know, what have you been up to? Oh, been super busy. Oh, doing what? Real estate, family, real estate. So that kind of stuff. But um, basically, it's, you know, keep your relationships going, build your relationships. Uh, coaching is huge. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, you guys know I work with Sharon. I've, uh, you know, Vikram, uh, you know, you know, you've been at our, um, you know, our, our, sessions cody so it's like you know to me that's that's big too most people just kind of you know put their heads between their legs and freak out because the the sky is falling i'm like well if the sky is falling put your arms out and start catching shit um people like oh my god the market the market i'm like there are people who need to sell that there are people who are overextended they you know they bought way too much and and they bought it in all cash so they want they want that cash back they're going to start selling properties so you know instead of running from it you know run towards it yeah. you know I, I there's a couple of commonalities that I'm finding with the people that that are that are having an insane amount of success and longevity in the market is that they were entrepreneurs yeah. prior to getting into it totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they have an entrepreneurial mind. Some of them are entrepreneurs, right? They worked for a corporation, but they had an entrepreneurial mindset. So they were, you know, thinking about how to grow the business instead of just like, hey, what are my daily tasks? Yeah. Two, one of the things that I hear a lot of people saying is um, you need to have coaching. You need to have mentorship. You need to pay to play because if you don't pay, you don't pay attention, right? So like that's been a common theme where the people that are winning at the highest levels have, they have the entrepreneurial mindset, right? It's not, Hey, I just want to sell houses. It's I want to create a system and a process. I want to create channels of communication, right? When you say hustle, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, it mean, I, I know what it no, means, you're right. my buddy, um, but it doesn't mean stuff to other people, but then you break it down. You're like, this is what I do on a daily basis. Can I ask you what, does a million dollar real estate agent, because I, I see, I know what you sell. Like I have an idea, of, you know, you, you, you've done very well financially, um, right? And you've created a longevity in your business because you take time to nurture relationships. Like everybody says the same thing. You got to nurture, nurture, nurture. What does it take, right? Like coffee meetings, all those things. But what does it take to be structured? Like what does your day kind of look like? On a good day. I was a retailer for my entire life until I was 40 and a half. And it was, you know, I had, I hired people who would open my shops up in the morning, Uh, you know, and I I was younger. I started my, you know, my own personal shop before, you know, before I worked with, you know, with my family and friends and everything else. But when I started my own place, when I was 26, it was like, you know, you're 26 years old and you start a retail business in, in the heart of Beverly Hills and it's, it does start doing well six months into it and we're just going and, and there's cash coming and, you know, it's it's a whole different thing. So I, I wasn't structured at all in, in a sense. It was kind of like, you know, but I hired the right people. I had my sister running my my books, my accounting, my paperwork. And she also was in the store as kind of like an assistant manager, manager. I had employees who were doing what they were doing and I'd come in, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock after going out all night, hanging out, having fun, partying, 
you know, and then, you know, when people would start coming in and, and all the, the Beverly Hills, uh, you know, moms and their friends and their girlfriends, or whatever, you know, they'd come in after dropping the kids off school and before they went to school. So it was kind of like the schmooze, buy them coffee, hang out. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, 4,000, 5,000 bucks in the register, go out, rinse, you know, and it was just, it was, it was a great, you know, cycle and it lasted a long time. And, you know, then, things got a little weird with the market and I got out, but for the most part, like my, I'm way more structured now. And it, it literally came from two things um, or three things. Uh, one, it's the, the want need slash desperation of having to get your shit together. And that came from, you know, getting married. I met my wife literally as I was closing the doors of my shop and getting out. So you know, get married and, you know, a year and a half later, you, you've got, you know, a kid coming on, you know, on the way. And it's like, oof, you know, got to be responsible. I've got to start making, you know, more money than I did. And so that, that's kind of where the, the structure started to come in place. And then it really didn't happen as hardcore as far as structure wise until, uh, until I went to Telus Properties, met Sharon and, uh, you know. And that was when, when did you go to Telus? 2011? Well, I I started I went there 2000 September of 2013 I, I went there to go start their commercial division yeah and, and what, um, like, what about the structure that Sharon helped you create and even like you know obviously like we were together at the sales team retreat and I'm going to be there again in September yeah. um, what about the structure when you joined Telus Property like what were some of the intangible things that Sharon taught you in order to help you get to where you are today like, what are some of the intangible things I mean, it was, I mean, a lot of them were just the, you know, kind of like the, the committing to, you know, what it is you're going to do. You know, he's, he always talks about his right next thing and all that, but it was, a lot of it had to do with the marketing. A lot of it had to do with just, he was always in my head. He was always in my head, I'd go on listing appointment and I hear Sharon. I can't even put like my, my finger on a lot of what it was, but a lot of it had to do with proximity. Yeah. And also, and not, you know, and not doing what everyone else is doing. Everyone else just throws out these taglines that they hear from, you know, the big box, you know, coaching firms that are, you know, it's like. Marry the house, date the rates. Oh, please. It's like, yeah, I hear that kind of stuff. And, you know, think of me for your real estate needs. Like, no, no. Think of me because you think of me because we've got a connection. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I don't think of anyone for anything unless there's a connection there. Right. You know, it doesn't matter what it could be an an attorney that I'm hiring, or it could be, you know, the the guy who's, you know, you know, whatever, washing, washing my car, you know, cutting the grass, it's, it's the connection. But um, most of my structure really started when, you know, Sharon was, he was our, our owner, but he was also our coach. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, so basically, you know, having kids, family relate, you know, and, and other people that I, and, you know, had to be committed to and make sure they didn't uh, starve, you know, or, you know, freeze to death or die. That's one of the, you know, the big motivators. And Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Our Agent Podcast, the number one real estate podcast in the world. If you could do us a quick favor, we don't monetize this. All we ask is that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It helps us reach more real estate agents with great information on how they can win in their local market today. If you go over to iTunes, leave us a quick review, write up something quickly. That would mean the world to Vikerman and I. Let's hop into the show.
you know, when you say that, um, this week was interesting. I had a bunch of meetings with a bunch of younger real estate agents, like 20 to 23, 24. Uh-huh. And, you know, two of them live at home with mom. Uh, one, one lives at home with mom. One lives with like 16 people. And one lives with like a very luxury lifestyle. The youngest one lives a very luxury lifestyle. And he says, you know, I'm paying $2,500 a month for rent. I have a coach that I spend, you know, 1200 bucks a month on. And I want your program. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, like, by the way, I also have a thousand dollars I'm paying that I had a lawsuit on that, you know, we got dinged with a $25,000 thing. Um, and it was deemed my fault. So I got dinged 25 grand. Uh, so I have a loan that I'm paying a thousand bucks on. He's like, you know, what, what would you do if you were me? I said, well, I'd hire me and not, you know, I'm not trying to be facetious. I was like, I'd hire me because I'm going to help you get the structure and discipline you need in your day. And then the next thing I do is I would tell you to move home. But the other kid that lives at home, right? I was like, dude, you need to get out of your mom's house. Like you need to get out of your mom's house and you need to put some pressure on yourself because pressure forms diamonds. The other one has put the pressure on himself and he's saying, well, I got a $2,500 monthly rent payment. If I take that out, I can invest in you. I won't have the financial stresses anymore. I'm only 20. I turned 21 on Monday, like stud. I love these kids. Like I'm 40, so I can call them a kid because I'm old enough to be their dad. And I said, the other one needs to get more pressure. The other one needs to relieve some pressure so that he has the freedom to not have the financial burden, yep. right? Because he's, he's already got, he's had success. He's made, you know, almost six figures as a 20 year old, which is sick. Which is crazy. Um, and there's 30 year olds that are like, I don't want to make a call. And I'm like, shut the front door. Like, stop being weak. So that financial burden or that responsibility of having to feed somebody else, it does create, in men, it, it creates an utter amount of like instant response, right? It's like, oh my God, I have a wife now. I have a kid. I have a, you know, whatever it is, like I need to go create. And that created structure in you. But if somebody doesn't have that, right? Like if somebody doesn't have that and they're, they're kind of tiptoeing around, you know, they're making 70, $80,000 in GCI, which is like $42,000 net, especially in California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it, you know, like Miami, California, New York, Chicago, Toronto, yeah. Vancouver, like these are expensive ass cities. How do they manufacture adversity in their life so that they can feel some burden? Like Grant Cardone, you know, I, I empty my bank account every month to zero, right? Whatever that means. Um, how do people create some financial um, financial burdens in their life so that they can feel like, the pain? Do it. Like actually make that shit happen. What I would do is take as much of that money as you can and buy an income property, buy yourself a duplex, triplex, whatever it is, or, you know, single family, any condo that you can, you know, rent out, Lisa, maybe you're not making a ton of money on it, but if you're, you know, if your mortgage is up here and, you know, you're making this much now, you've got to find you know, uh, a way to make money to live on, but you're, you're starting investing yeah. early. I mean, one of the greatest things that I ever did was I remember when I was like 29, 30 years old, whatever it was my, my accountant call when I, you know, I had my shop and he's like, Hey, you need to start spending some of that cash and not sticking it under mattresses and, you know, blowing it on guitars and Porsches and, you know, uh, you know, it's like, what was the, the what else did you spend your money on? Yeah, yeah, there, was, there was my favorite line and, and I use it all. My favorite line was, uh, there was a, a famous skier named Alberto Tomba. 
And this guy used to show up to his, like he'd like going, you know, for the gold medal run and he would show up to, you know, the top of the hill, uh, you know, in the Olympics with two playmates, one on each side. You could see he, the guy was completely shit face drunk and he was ready to go win the gold medal. And he had a line uh, that said, I've made millions and millions of dollars and I've spent it on uh, women, cars and, uh, and, and alcohol and the rest I wasted. So it's like, you know, that was his, that was his thing. So what I'm just saying is like, you don't want to do that. But I was, but like, <laughs> what I, would do, I mean, if I'm a 20 year old kid making 80 grand or 60, whatever that they're making, go find something to invest in yeah. where you've got to put some blood and sweat and tears. And, and there's got to be some fear of like, holy shit, if, if I don't, if I don't keep this up or I'm not making money up, you know, I'm not eating, you know, I've got nowhere to sleep and, you know, and my car's going to get repossessed. If you can put yourself in that kind of position, but still have the tools to know how to make that money, you know, if you've got that, like you said, the structure, then you're going to be okay. So what I did when I was, you know, like 30 years old, my accountant says you need to start, you know, you got to spend, spend the money. I went and bought a duplex, tri sorry, triplex in Westwood, you know, where Westwood is uh, coding yeah, in California. Yeah. Yeah, I paid. Uh, they wanted nine hundred. Uh, three siblings were like hated each other and didn't want to deal with you know the this property that their grandmother left them. We did the deal on the lawn while the guys were putting the sign in, and they wanted nine hundred. We wound up getting you know wound up getting it seven hundred grand. And yeah, what a deal! And back then, I mean, back then the interest was still like I don't know eight percent, nine percent, and I was just like fuck, how much you know like I've got got to find a way to I'm, I'm making money but i'm still living a different kind of life and now i've got a i've got a mortgage and i've got tenants and all this stuff and it was pressure but i knew that if i kept my head straight i'd be okay and so the pressure of having to make a mortgage payment to a bank you know people who come with suits and you know and and locks where they can you know lock your doors and yeah. throw you out yeah. that was that was terrifying but it pushed me and that property is now worth Two seven for the dirt, two point seven million for the dirt. And like you said, like you said a like something very profound. Like and so, and I've seen this even within your own business. Like you know, getting to know you over the last little while. Like around like investing a in property, b in yourself, and it's something that I've seen you do. Like investing in high income skills. I'm really curious to know because like I, I think a lot of like people are like weary of like hiring coaches or they're weary of like investing in themselves because they don't know if they're going to get a return on the investment. And a lot of people are focused, especially in the real estate agents, yep. constantly concerned about real estate uh, return on investment, rightfully so, because of the fact that like you, a lot of real estate agents have no idea where their next paycheck is going to come from. Yeah. But I'm curious to know, like, how did you early on in your business or even today, like balance the, Hey, I, the only way I make money is on commission but I know I need to invest in myself. I know I need to believe in myself. I know I potentially need to hire a coach. I need to hire a marketing company. I need to do something. How do you balance the scarcity of, I don't know where my next paycheck is going to come from, from the, and we, I know that we've had, you've told me yeah. some stories in the past around this, maybe. And if you feel up to sharing that story, sure. um, I'm just curious to kind of like unpack that a little bit. Well, I mean, it was I'll, I'll, the, the kind of the tipping point for me in my business was, you know, I got into it in 09. I was doing, you know, and have a year like this, a year like this, a year like this, because, you know, I, I, I was good when I had a deal going, but I didn't know like 
kind of quote unquote had to go get deals until yeah. I you know really met Sharon. And then even then it's like, you know, I had my son, he was born in uh, in 2012 and then 2014, my daughter was born. So it was like every other year was, you know, it was like either great or down here. Right. And it was just one of those things where 2018, I don't remember what was going on, but it was, it was a rough year. And I remember I, I didn't, I, we literally did not have, you know, much saved up because, you know, we have kids in therapies and my, my daughter's got a chromosomal duplication. And so spending, I mean, tons and tons of, I mean, millions, you know, over the last, you know, she's eight years old. So I, I can't even, it's, it's been in the millions that, that we've spent, you know, in the last, you know, eight years, but she's kicking ass doing great. But the tipping point was Sharon sent me a, uh, an email. And we'd stayed in touch and it was after they, uh, they had sold Telus to Element. And uh, he sent an email and said, hey, I'm doing a mastermind. 20 people invited. First 20, you know, who respond, you know, are in. And so I responded. I'm like, oh, he's doing a mastermind. Like thinking I'm used to just seeing Sharon. It's just going just gonna to go. It's going to be a mastermind. Cool. So I hit the email. Boom. I get an email back saying, great, you know, thank you. Da, da, da. Here's the registration. You click here, blah, blah, blah. And then I see $500. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I don't have 500 bucks. You know, like I, I literally, I'm like, I don't have 500 bucks, you know, to, to, to just spend on, you know, on two days of, you know, hearing, you know, I mean, one of the brilliant, most brilliant minds, you know, I know speak, but still I was like, Told my wife, I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna go do this. So I've got to go to San Diego two nights. I'm gonna find, you know, shitbox hotel to stay in. You know, pay the 500 bucks, and I think it was like 120 bucks a night for the hotel. And bucks. yeah, and you know, I, the this morning of the second day that I was there, I get a phone call from um, my team member who's still with me now. He's actually right over there, uh, Sean, <laughs> saying, "Hey, we have a listing appointment." Um, you know, today, and I'm like, where, you know, he's like, oh, there's, you know, a, a condo building that he and I had sold in before, but it was like, you know, a couple of years ago. And I said, how much? He's like, it's about a $3 million listing. I was like, holy, sh-. you know, that's, that's, that commission is going to be a big, you know, kind of, it's going to help out a lot and kind of help, you know, push things along. And um, I stayed for 90% of the, the um, mastermind and, I had literally had Sharon in my ear as, as I was doing, you know, 80 to 105 miles an hour to get from San Diego to Westwood to make it in time. Shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, we nailed the appointment and we got it at, uh, it was at the time when people were, you know, giving away listings for four, four and a half percent. We got it at five and a half percent. Um, Crazy. And yeah, it, it was fantastic, but that was kind of like the tipping point. And so when people say, oh, you know, I, I can't do the, um, I, you know, coaching is it's a thousand bucks or 1200 bucks or 1500 bucks a month and it's not worth it. And da, 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 da. I tell them straight up the story of about six months ago, we were at uh, a dinner at my parents' house, Shabbat dinner. And um, we started talking about coaching and I don't know how it came up, but my wife was like, you know, well, how much, how much do you pay? Because you, you got, you're on Zooms like Monday morning, <laughs> Wednesday, Wednesday, um, you know, at 11, Monday morning, eight, uh, eight to nine 30, Wednesday, 11 to 12. And then also Wednesday at four, if you get on the other, you know, in the other group, you know, with Sharon, like I told her the amount and she's like, she kind of looked at me like that. I'm like, that's not a lot of money. And she's like, well, you know, da, da, da. and she's like, that's, you know, every month. And I'm like, yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I took a piece of paper 
Yeah. I drew one number and I yeah. said, this is what I made last year. Good number. I took that same piece of paper and I drew, I mean, I mean, I mean a year and a half ago. And then I said, and then here's where we're at, um, you know, this year plus, you know, what's going on. Yeah. And she looked and it was like two and a half times what I did. Yeah. And I'm like, if you take everything that I pay for my coaching and you, you know, you, you compare that to the difference it's made in, in my life as far as the, the income, I would spend that every fucking day if I could make, you know, yeah. I would spend that, that, that yearly chunk of coaching money every day. If I knew that I could make, you know, if I could break down, you know, why do you, why do you think people will pay for a shitty education at a college and learn nothing and walk away with a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars in debt, hardcore debt with no skills, but yet this coaching is so like, it, what, what's the stigma in your, in your opinion around um, mentorship or paying to be around people? Cause I've spent over a million dollars on, you know, it's, I, I think people, it's people freak out about it because they don't want to believe they can, uh, it, it's almost like that fear of success. It's like, you know, once you do it and, and they, someone tells you what to do, that's, it takes you out of your comfort zone. You know, I, I just rather, you know, just rather be comfortable, but you know, yeah. you know, but if you take yourself out of that comfort zone a little bit and do have that fear and that, you know, kind of like that, that tension and freaking out a little bit, you know, and you're open to it, it's, you know, it's, you know, you got to be vulnerable to be able to, to take that next step. And like, even with something as basic as sending, you know, weekly emails, I never did that. Sharon, yeah. you, know, my, you know, my coach would be yeah. like, Dude, he goes, you're making good money. He goes, you're making good money now. He goes, you're not sending any, any, any emails. You list a property for 10 million bucks. You're not sending emails out. You're just putting it on social. You send a fucking email. Yes. So, you know, I started, I mean, literally a, a month ago. And, you know, my, my yeah, hand raises. Yeah. Dude, I get on average like 60 to 80 responses every, every um, you know, deal of the week that goes out. And that's, that's on, on the low end. And sometimes it's 80 to 100 plus, 200. And those are the people I'm setting up, you know, all my appointments with just to catch up or just to send them this or send them that. I mean, it's insanity. Yeah. The power of nurturing your database. That was something that I was uncomfortable. I didn't like, I don't want to pay, you know, 60 bucks a month for CRM. Like it's 60 bucks. Right. Yeah. That's you know, people, people 50 cents per email. That, that I that, that, spend sixty dollars on a fucking cocktail in downtown yeah. LA, but they I know it's nuts. Improving their business, yeah, it's really interesting. Yep. Sammy, I would love to chat with you more, um, but we have both hard stops right now. Yeah, awesome. where can people find you, yeah. and uh, what what where is the best place for people to reach out to you? Um, I mean, for social, they can just go to you know at Sam Shaker, like S A M S H A K E R, because um, okay. my last name is just way too long. Um, and, you know, or you go on to, you know, compass and look up, you know, my name, Sam Shikurchi, you know, you'll find me there. Um, and you know, pretty much on post office. Do you want to give us your home address as well? Just in case the rental property. It's the record. Sam, I love having you on. I love chatting with you. You're a wealth of knowledge. You guys, please go follow Sam. Please do. Do yourself. Yeah. Give us a five-star review as well, because we are the number one real estate podcast out there. In the world. In the world. In El Mundo. Todos El Mundo. Um, Sammy, you're a rock star. We love you. And thank you so much for joining us. Are you kidding? I, 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 I appreciate it.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the RE Agent Podcast. We'll see you soon.